Thank you to our sponsors, MND Drilling out of Waller, Texas. Without their sponsorship, this podcast doesn't happen. Thank you to Kyle Golding for this spectacular podcast studio. Thank you, Martimus Lynch, for our awesome intro-outro song for Defining Moments Podcast. Today's podcast was awesome. Spoke with Jordan Ryan from News 9, OKC Thunder cheerleader. Are you still a cheerleader? No, I'm retired, I guess. She retired at a young age, but that's awesome anyways. Today's (laughs) episode was about her life from leaving Arizona to landing in the Sooner Nation, why she loves Oklahoma State, Stillwater Nation, all the way to how great her dad was, and all the way to does pineapple belong on pizza. (laughs) Stay tuned for this episode. You'll love it. I know we did. I'm gonna stand I won't be seated Wanna hold my head up high and stay undefeated If I need moments on this part Cause I'm American by the grace of my good God I have a few gifts. My wife and I have a few gifts to give you. Okay? Okay. So... I can't give you the rice back. That's sentimental stuff. Oh, my God. But we like to give gifts on our podcast. And this gift, it's a coffee mug. Wow. And on the bottom is a lifetime discount code to our website. If you ever want to buy swag, you get that merchandise at a discounted rate for the rest of your life. Wow. Thank you. That's so cool. I love it. Yeah. And we heard it's a boy. Yes. <laughs> you guys are so thoughtful. So, let's do this. A blue, yes. There's oh my gosh, they're so cool. One for That's you, awesome. one for him. And these are the perfect size <laughs> because you know about small coffee mugs. Yeah. That my coffee is like this much coffee, and then the rest of it is all sugar milk. and yeah, all that white yeah. st- foamy stuff. Yes. Are you a pumpkin spice? Okay, so I used to be, and then ever since I've been pregnant, I don't like it as much. Wow, okay. I don't like pumpkin. (laughs) It's one of those weird things where I, like, I used to be obsessed, and now I have no interest. Yeah. So. Okay. But I was. So then next year, you probably will be back. (laughs) Maybe I'll be back. I don't know. Okay. We'll see. Pumpkin spice might be back before Texas. Right. Okay. I like it. (laughs) I like it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what about pineapple on pizza? What do you pineapple think? Pineapple on pizza, what do I think about that? I am open to it. Really? Yep. I'm and you know what's I am like such a I've always been so like calorie conscious mm-hmm. that I usually take my cheese off my pizza. My husband always makes fun of me. So I'll just eat the cheese and the vegetables or whatever, the meat. Yeah. Anyways, okay. so I'm just kinda of weird, like I'm just weird all around. Ah, that that's all good. So. Yeah, yeah we, we found you on Instagram, mm-hmm. and it was, it's been a couple, three months, and <laughs> yes. it, was, it was really a, a heavy topic because we, it was about mental health and substance abuse. Oh, yes. And we're going to get into that. However, my wife and I have been really curious about being a Thunder Girl and transitioning from a Thunder Girl to news and journalism. So let, let's take a dive into what led you into being a Thunder Girl and then go from there. Okay, so I'll just kind of, uh, without giving like my whole bio, I have always <laughs> danced 
And so that was always a part of me. I danced in college. I went to Grand Canyon University in Arizona my first two years. I was on that dance team. And then I ended up transferring because journalism was another huge passion. Arizona State is there. They have a great journalism program. And so it was like, okay, if you want to do journalism, you got to go to Arizona State. Mm. Well, I wasn't going to do college dance anymore. So I cheered for an arena football team there called the Arizona Rattlers. Um, I did that while I finished up school. And then I wanted to move. I had a passion for journalism and then a passion for traveling. I wanted to get out of Arizona any way I could. And so I went to the most crazy uh, place and I went to Alabama. That's crazy. Yeah. The most um, exotic. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, I ended up in Alabama because you start in a small market usually with your job, but it was actually a really cool spot because it was Northern Alabama. I was near um, Nashville, Tennessee and Atlanta and stuff. So I I did journalism there, focused on my career for two years, but I would go and take classes in Atlanta um, before COVID, doing like Falcons prep classes for their team. Wow. Um, and I still like wanted to dance. So I virtually actually auditioned at one point for the Falcons. I made it to the second round, then got cut. That uh-huh. was like during the COVID area when things were crazy. But I would, I still wanted to dance, and I really wanted to dance for an NFL team because uh, I thought it would be more doable. So, mm-hmm. I, because they only have eight games, is the only reason. Um, whereas for NBA, you have 41. Yep. So, I was going to go to an NFL town, but I was applying for jobs because I had to work too. And it worked out that I, got an offer in Oklahoma City and I wasn't very interested <laughs> at all. I just was interviewing mainly for practice yeah. at that time with a lot of different companies and mainly with recruiters mm-hmm. uh, at that point. But I really liked News 9 and the company. It sounded amazing. And I just had in my head, I was like, well, maybe I could try to audition for the Thunder once I got there. It was just like my scheme in the background. Nobody thought it was possible because hardly anyone, I know of one other person who worked on television and danced for the NBA. No one else has really done that that I know of just because the schedule is so crazy. And at this time, I worked 2 a.m. to 10 a.m. when I moved here. Okay. So I, I moved to Oklahoma. I'm like, okay, I think I could maybe do this, maybe try. So I'm working 2 a.m. to 10 a.m. And then I'm going to audition for Thunder. I get permission from News 9. They gave me permission. And I audition for Thunder. And I make it so my schedule becomes I work 2 a.m. to 10 a.m. I go home. I nap. And then I wake up at like 3 or 4. I go to practice or games. And then I get done at like 10. I nap. And then I wake up at like 1, 2, to start work again in the morning so i slept in shifts for that time and it was uh it's pretty like i look back and i'm like how did i do that (laughs) yeah but it was so much fun i love the thunder organization yeah it just i'm like now that i get eight hours of sleep usually at one time i'm like how did i get two or three so yeah so how long did you do that for? So I did that for two, two seasons. Years. Okay. And my second season, it kind of transitioned, my schedule transitioned. So I started later in the morning and that made it a little bit easier gotcha. on me. So for one se- whole season though, I did that yeah. every day. 
<laughs> so, wow. What was practice like for a, a Thunder girl? We practice a lot. Mm-hmm. So it becomes your whole life. I don't think I had a day off the whole month of December between working at News 9 and dancing for Thunder. Like mm-hmm. every all 31 days, because that's when you have a ton of games mm-hmm. in December. And then um, March, you have a ton of games, too. That ends up being another really busy time. Yeah. What was kind of different was my first year was COVID. So we had those challenges. It was when we had they had had a season where I don't think they had any in-person games right before I came. I, I wasn't here, so I mm-hmm. this is me going off of memory. I think pretty much everything was virtual. And this was our season back. And so we, A, wore masks the entire season. We wore N95 masks the Why entire season until, like, the last two games. And we had a time in December where COVID popped up again. Mm. So we had to get tested before every game. So I would come to the arena. I would go to the Marriott next door t- covid test walk in or wait in my car and like i'll tell you it was horrible one time i had a whole bunch of family at a christmas one of the crisp around christmas yeah. games and i test positive for covid so i i don't get to perform i have to go so that it was just so mm. so different at that time i say that only to say things slowed down a little bit in december because we had this covid pop up so it wasn't as much Sorry, I'm going on a tangent. To answer your question, it's like five, six days a week that yeah. you're practicing. That practices are three hours. They're usually at seven when people are off of work and they go until like 10, nine or 10, just depending on what we have going on. And you're learning, you're basically just learning routines constantly because there's 41 games. And we switch between us now and O City is the hip hop team. Mm. So every other game, usually you're performing a dance. I just realized I really answered that question and. That was awesome. I, I didn't realize there was two O O City. Yes, there's O City and they are a co ed hip hop team. Okay. And they are newer. They've been uh, around okay. for like four or five years now. And they add a really fun element because they do just like they focus more on the hip hop and we do more of the jazz. We'll do some hip hop. Um more of the fun poppy gotcha. routines will be. Uh, Thunder Girls. Okay, so does so you do the more the jazzy and they do more the pop lock and drop it type. Yes, <laughs> yes, and they are so fun. Okay. Yeah, and it's fun to be around them because it's yeah. like we practice together at the same at the same time. I should say. Yeah. So it's really fun. So how's that relationship work between both teams and then the DJ? Because the DJ has got. To play some kind of music and right. cues y'all. Yes, so he just gets sent the music um, and he his job is to play it when when we run out there. So as soon as the host, Malcolm or Emily, as soon mm. as they say, hey, the Thunder Girls are coming out, then they play the music. Okay. And he does a great job. Okay. Has yeah. there ever been a time where you your team had to improv because the music wasn't right? Not while I was there. Okay. I'm sure that it's happened before, but we have been so blessed. He's awesome. Who Who is the DJ? DJ MC1. I don't know his I, I know real, his real name. name. What? I do know his real name. I'll tell what you off the air. I can't oh, tell you on air. You can't tell me on air. Yeah, okay. because we aired this and then you might be like, hey, Wong, I told you, you know. 
that confidentiality. I feel like I know it too, but I can't remember. <laughs> so don't be mad at me. <laughs> but he is so nice and he's a really cool guy too. So. Yeah. No, he is real. He's a really good guy. Yeah. Really mellow. Yeah. Yes. It's like, yo, man, I vibe with yes. you, bro. I vibe with you. That type? Yes. Yep. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. And he's native and so he represents that yeah. community too. And I know he does a lot in the community. Yeah. So it's cool to see him. So how many tryouts did you have before you finally learned that you made the, the, the squad? The process is about a week long. Wow. And so you go and you'll have an initial audition where you'll maybe do across the floor. You'll learn a dance and they'll make a cut. And then you'll come back the next day and you'll do interviews. Um, you'll learn another dance usually. It kind of varies year to year. Mm. My first year, I think I learned like three or four dances during the audition process. Uh, the next year, I think we learned two dances. I, I It's like hard. It blurs together. It's hard for me to remember. The second year, you're a lot more relaxed because yeah. you kind of know what's going on the first year. Everything is so stressful to For you sure. because you're you don't know. I was new to town too, so yeah. I didn't know anybody. I didn't know the process, or I didn't know about the Thunder organization. Whereas when you grow up in a town mm-hmm. and you're in the dance world, you kind of know about the organizations a little better. So I was just happy to be there, and <laughs> I was like. Every time I made it passed around, I was like, thank you, Jesus. Uh, don't know how that happened. Yeah. Here we are. For so, sure. For yeah. sure. And, and the Thunder gave me a lot of great opportunities as well. I did uh, hosting for them when Malcolm was gone. So I would fill in emceeing. And then I did uh, pregame stuff recordings for them as well. So it was yeah. really cool because I was able to do uh, a lot of different things. Yeah. They're a great organization. How did you get to News 9? So I moved here to mm-hmm. work at News 9, and I had never stepped foot in Oklahoma before I moved here. I, I just moved. And normally you will come out and kind of do a visit, mm-hmm. but again, it was during COVID. Right. So I didn't want to come and have to wear it. I just felt like you couldn't communicate. I wouldn't be able to communicate. I, yep. I'm such a facial expression communicator, yeah. so I wouldn't be able to do that with the masks on and so i i just went through virtually and i was like i'm just kind of like worst case scenario if i don't like it then i'll move in a few years because we work under contract Mm. so you sign contracts for two to three years usually and then you may move on to your next market we call it so to me this was just a market it wasn't a i was just trying to get the best gig I could and then go somewhere else probably. Yeah. But now I'm here to now stay. Now you're here. Yeah, to stay. <laughs> Welcome to so, the Sooner yeah. Nation. Hey. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What, so, do you, what do you like about your job? Everything about it. Okay. It's meeting people and getting to have just like, it's similar to what you do here. I mean, mm-hmm. you meet people all the time and you're like, wow, that really opened my eyes to something that I didn't know about. Or you get a new perspective. You get to 
learn about different hardships or different triumphs that mm. people have. You get to see kind of all of it, good days, bad days. I love covering breaking news. I love going out after tornadoes and covering that because communities come together always. Yeah. People are so nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, Oklahomans in general are just really nice. So it's cool to see just all, all of the good in the community and just to to learn from people and I consider it such a gift to kind of intercept in their lives and get to have those moments with them. People always ask like, do you want to anchor? Is that your goal to anchor in the future? And maybe it would be, but I love, I can't imagine not going out every day and interacting with people in some capacity. So it's really special. That's awesome. What would you describe in three words, Oklahoma's culture? Oh, OU. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to say that. I like OSU, actually. So I'm like the OSU girl at News 9. I will say I go to OSU like I'm going tomorrow for Bedlam. Yep. Um, And I just let a lot of the people that work at News 9 are OU grounds. Yeah. And so I let them handle it because I'm like, that's fine. You guys are, that's your alma mater. Yeah. You can go there. But I have so much fun in Stillwater. I think the people are the nicest. And we, we just get down. We have fun. Wait, so, wait. So you're saying the Stillwater people are the nicest in Oklahoma? I think so. Is that? Wow. I will say that. Huh, They have Kyle? been so welcoming. <laughs> well, they welcomed me with open arms. And so that is my perspective. They are so kind. Yeah. So, so what's your favorite phrase for OSU football? For Go Pokes. Go Pokes, huh? I would say pistols firing because you know that's when oh, they yeah, score. But, yeah, okay, that's true. But Go Pokes would be, yeah, that's That's just problem. what I do all the yeah. time. I go, Go Pokes. <laughs> we're, we're down. We're <laughs> down. So my husband is like the biggest OU fan. Like my man. The game last week. <laughs> he was not in it. It was just emotional for everybody involved. Um. So... I am becoming more of an OU fan. Okay. Our, our son will definitely be an OU fan. Yeah. He has no choice. Okay. So. He has no choice. And That's my awesome. husband will not wear orange like he. Oh, he's, he's very like that. Against it. Gotcha. Yeah. I have to meet him someday. Yeah, he's I'm really cool. Pick his but. brain about OU football. <laughs> so, uh, Stillwater is the nicest people mm-hmm. that you say. Mm-hmm. What other two words would you use to describe Oklahomans in general? Kind. Mm. Um. And I would say, like, uh, what's a word? Uh, um, grounded would mm. be in a, as in, like, you. most people, I feel like, know who they are and what they stand for. Mm-hmm. Whereas I moved here from Arizona, and it's more of, it's such a melting pot in Arizona, and there's so many, so much going on. And I, I just feel like I love Arizona so much. It's amazing. That's where I grew up. That's mm-hmm. where I'm from my v i don't this isn't for everybody obviously take this with a grain of salt when i say it there there is culture in arizona there is culture but i feel like there's less of a identity there because like when you go for example when you go to a cardinals football game that's and the nfl team there Mm. they you're gonna have half and half also because the Cardinals aren't very good right now, but you're going to have half the arena being for the opposing team and half the arena being for the Cardinals. You're not going to fill a stadium with all Cardinals fans because people are from all over. Gotcha. 
So just when I compare the two in that way, I would just say when I see Oklahomans, they're they're passionate. They're like boomers, you know. Yeah. And I, I use football as an example because sure. sports, I think in general, that's why I like sports. It kind of it can bring people together in a different way. It's a, a way of kind of I identifying in some capacity yeah or having something to be passionate about and we can all root for together sure it's like the thunder right you can use the thunder the thunder is obviously oklahomans they stand by the thunder absolutely yeah 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 who's your favorite pro player my favorite pro thunder player or just nba in the nba well i like lou dort because he actually graduated from arizona state yeah so okay yeah how about NFL player? NFL player? No, I, I don't have a favorite. I don't care that much. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being honest, soccer? Don't ask me about <laughs> soccer. Sorry, I know you were a soccer coach. No, it's I'm good. sorry. It's no. <laughs> I'm not going to know. I was going to ask badminton, but I don't know any badminton players. I don't know any badminton players. What's his name? Beckham? Be- uh, what? What is his name? The really famous soccer player. Oh, David Beckham. Yes. Yeah. That would be like, see, that's where my knowledge is going to just. Wow. And yeah. That's interesting you brought that name up because I would figure it'd be Liana or Liano Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo or something oh, like yes. that. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. I've heard those names and yeah. I know who Cristiano, how do you say it? Cristiano. See, I can't say it. Yeah. <laughs> Cristiano. He, Portuguese. Honestly, his face came to mind, but I could not remember yeah. his name. Yeah. So. Yeah. Gotcha. So let's let's dive into while we want, while we reached out to you that Instagram post, mental yes. health and substance abuse. Uh, let's let's talk about that. Can you dive into that? Absolutely. So I in I when it comes to like mental health and the overall picture, I feel like my perspective is a little different. For example, for me, I have never really struggled with severe anxiety or depression or anything like that where it's caused me to miss out on things or to not be able to go to work and stuff. But I know that that is people's realities. And so I have, I've always been like, I just keep going. I just keep going with stuff. Um, And so I don't feel like I, I don't want to say I have a super soft perspective on it. Um, I, I just kind of just go and do my thing. So I wouldn't consider, I'm just saying, (laughs) What I'm trying to say is I wouldn't consider myself a huge mental health advocate. I think it's so important to be aware of. And I Mm -hmm. love all of the advancements that we're making on it and the conversations that we're having. Where my passion with mental health really resides is in the correlation that it has with substance use Mm -hmm. and addiction and things like that. And so the post I made was actually about my dad. And uh, I just, my dad passed away a little over a year ago, August 17th uh, of last year from uh, an overdose, drug use. Um, And it came as a complete shock. I did know, so that was something that has come up in the past for had come up in the past for him um he had gone to rehab before um and went in his younger days he had we knew that that was something that 
he had struggled with before, but when you saw him in his day-to-day now, he had no idea ever in his life that I even knew about any of that. Wow. Because why would you tell your daughter? Yeah. You know, I, I don't blame him for that yeah. at all. Um, but and he was a caring father. He showed up to work every day, you know, and he was um, 68 at the time, 64, 68. Now I can't remember on the spot, but... Um, just provided for his family, went to church every Sunday, cared for us, was an amazing grandfather. We had no idea. Or when he passed, like, like I said, we had some kind of inclination, but you wouldn't have thought that. And so I, I just say all that to say the stigma around substance abuse, I want to get rid of it because I think it can impact everybody. And Mm -hmm. these drugs are so like opioids and things like that are so harsh. And I think something that my dad was dealing with was pain. I think he had, he had this thing it's called, and I don't want to mess it up. It's called pastures, I think is how you say it, but it's a joint. It's like a bone pain. And he wasn't, he didn't have access to opioids anymore because he had been to rehab. And so he turned to other things. And I I, I don't know if I feel comfortable sharing exactly what he had used, but an illegal substance that he had used. And so um, he, I think in my mind that he went to that because he wasn't able to access any kind of prescription pill but he needed he needed something I think he was in so much pain um and so I would just want all people to know that if that's something that you're dealing with in any capacity and maybe drugs or alcohol use that it's so common it's so so common and there is nothing to be ashamed of it doesn't make you any less of a father provider husband employee than you were before Mm. and so i just i don't know how we make it more acceptable to have conversations about it because i'm not going to come to you if i'm struck i mean in you i get why (laughs) i'm going in circles here because i get why Mm. you don't just want to open up to everybody about stuff like that but if we can make it more of a conversation Mm -hmm. and more access to affordable access to care also because rehab and stuff like that can be very very expensive and i know there are opportunities for people but i just would love for it to be more widely talked about i guess is what i'm getting at. sure yeah. i'm red-faced <laughs> saying all that no. i i agree with you I, I do think i do feel like it should be more of an open conversation without judgment yes that's what i'm getting at and how you do that is by, if you're opening up to me, all I have to really do is just listen to you. Yeah. I don't have to have an answer or solution, but I have to be an active listener and fully understand what you're trying to talk about. And you can see how it makes me flustered even still because for so long in my, like it was something that we didn't talk about. I had to get permission to talk about it. So or to even it was when we found out we didn't tell anybody in my family that that was how he passed and so it still is hard for me to explain and communicate because it hasn't been something that's just been 
widely accepted or at the forefront because the other thing is when you think of someone and my dad in particular was just I miss my dad so much like it's been this has been like the hardest year of my life not having him he's an amazing guy and you don't want his legacy to be overshadowed by that and I think that's like another it's just it's hard it's hard to articulate almost just all it's complicated Mm -hmm. I would say Based on the last three minutes that you just talked about your dad. no, th- <laughs> Maybe it's been 10. I feel like it's been 10. <laughs> From what I'm understanding is he was a great man. He provided. He was a dad. He was a father. He was, a, he was just doing what he was supposed to do to get the job done and provide for your family. Like you said, this substance stuff is just a situation. That, yeah, that's a good way right? to put it. Yes. But what I, I remember that. is what you just said about your dad. He's a great guy and provided. I love that language. Like it, it was a situational thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so that's great. We can always be open about these situational conversations. It's important to have them and be honest about it. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. So you're doing a great job of I bringing really it to life. I really feel like I talked in circles <laughs> about that. I'm so sorry. I should no. have streamlined what I was trying no. to get at. But that's the beauty of this is just <laughs> we're having a conversation about it, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What are some of your defining moments you've been through life to get you to where you are today? That would be one for sure. Just realizing that you can't, there's so much that you can't control. And and eventually we're all going to go through something or some multiple somethings, you know, and that's just part of, part of growing up. Um, But I think that when I look back, that has been huge for me. Also, you know, finding out when me and my husband found out that we were pregnant, that was a huge moment for me. We were engaged at the time. We weren't married yet. And I, I was a control freak. And so I, I, you know, and I, it's I want this baby to know that it's so loved and we're so excited, but I also want to be transparent and say like, that was not part of my plan. Mm -hmm. And so that was some that was a huge moment for me because everything i've done and i was thinking about this as i was going to come in here so much of my life has been very very selfish when i look back on it as in i was always chasing my next goal so career wise mostly and I, i'm 27 that's pretty normal for my age but it was always I would finish one thing and I'd be like, okay, what am I going to do next? What am I going to do next? And I remembered back when I was in college in FCA, Fellowship of Christian Mm -hmm. Athletes, they talked about how you shouldn't have your identity in your sport, right? Because eventually that'll come to an end. And I, that stood out to me and I was like, oh yeah, I don't want my identity to be in my sport because that'll that'll come to an end that was dance for me was my sport um and I was like okay well instead of putting my identity I feel like fully in Christ my identity just kind of became well I'm that'll end but I'll just do something else cool instead or that's fulfilling to me or worldly fulfilling Mm. and so I just I've always been like, okay, what am I, I'm always working on some project. What am I going to work on? And then when I found out I was pregnant with cold, I was like, that's my project. I got to be a mom and I've got to, he's got to be my number one priority. That's all going to shift and change for me and the plans that I had 
they are no more for the mo- I mean, I can still have my career. You can sure. definitely have both. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. I think so many people do that. Um, but he needs to be my main focus. So that all shifted. And that was hard for me to come to terms with at first, if I'm being completely honest. Mm-hmm. So, and I wanted to be a mom eventually, but I was not the girl that was like ready to be a, you know, that at the time that was not how I was wired. I was so career oriented. Mm -hmm. That's all Mm -hmm. I cared about was what I was working on. So it just, that was a huge moment for me too. That's incredible. The, we'll use a hashtag undefeated and it's not like you're taking losses all the time, but it's the mindset of how do you keep going forward when plans change? And yeah, you're, you've got goals and you're crushing your goals and you went to FCA and, uh, Christ stood out to you, and then, you know, you're having this baby, and your number one priority is to, to be a mom. And how amazing is it for you to say? That's awesome. Yeah, it's very exciting. Right? Yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah, we're excited for you. It, it, it gives me chills. <laughs> yes, but it took me, I just yeah. like to talk about it because it took me time to get there. Mm-hmm. And it took me months honestly and so and my poor husband was like he's so he was so excited from the get-go and I was excited but I was also like well I was gonna do you know and it sounds so silly probably if you hear me saying that but that just was my reality I I was focused on at that moment I was focused on doing other things and God has blessed me I am so grateful and I have had a healthy pregnancy and everything has gone just our family has come together and helped us and I just have learned so much through this process and so much just about like how you can support other moms Mm. too and that all is really exciting for me but it just like I said yeah it took me some time to kind of get there and realize so that's awesome what you said there if I go back about 12 minutes now and we talked about how we're going to be transparent with uh your dad's situation Mm -hmm. right what you just said about being transparent with being a mom and you were selfish and you had these selfish goals and when you were pregnant you're thinking man i still have goals that's just being transparent a lot of people think that but you actually said it and i think that's awesome because a lot of people won't say they're like i don't want to say it because people get mad at me it's like no that's a conversation kind of is what it is yeah uh, yeah, so I just, and, and the other thing is that it opened my eyes to, you know, and being more s- sensitive and realizing that some women, like women deal with miscarriages too, mm-hmm. and that's not a situation that I had. And being gentle and helping helping them and supporting them as they go through that journey because I I, I felt so I say that because I felt so guilty saying anything about not want not I not that I didn't want sure maybe see now see there we go so but just the the struggles that I went through Mm -hmm. is how I should say that the struggles that I went through I didn't want to talk I wanted to be rose-colored glasses I'm so excited this is the best thing that ever happened I and not share any of I I it was hard for me mm-hmm. at first. So I just there's all it's just there's all of these different perspectives and that's what I'm saying is just you will go some through something in your life. Everybody will go through these different trials and tribulations and so how you deal with them it's going to be different for everybody but 
that's their reality. And Mm -hmm. so how can we support each other? Going back to the mental health, that's where I stand with mental health is just how can we get through this and support each other? For me, my faith has been huge. Like I can, especially with my dad, like Mm -hmm. I could not get through that without knowing that he was in a better place and that he was with Jesus and that there's more to look forward to. I cannot imagine if I, how it would have been really, (laughs) really, really probably depressed and probably not been able to go forward if I didn't know that in my heart. So, and that's also helped me with the pregnancy, just knowing, knowing that God has an amazing, beautiful plan. And this is where he's putting me at this time. And this journey is meant to be, mind thought it is what it is i love it you got a solid foundation in faith (laughs) it's got to be you know it's got to be yeah Yeah. do you have any mentors well well, i've been so blessed with the best co-workers and Lacey lowry robin marsh and Lacey swope are women who are ahead of me and they have helped me so much and i was not expecting that but in recent months i'd like they are, um, each of them are amazing, the most selfless women. And I look up to them for mm. who they are in their careers, but also even more so who they are outside of their jobs. They are just the most caring people I think I have ever met. I'm just like in awe of them all the time with just advice that they give me and just how I see them treat others. I was just thinking this specifically about uh, Lace. Well, it's all of them, but Lacey Lowry. I just have seen her interact with people, and she is like the most selfless person. She's just so inquisitive about. But it's all of them, all three yeah. of those women. So those are three that I think of right now. I used to have mentors that I had in my career when I was younger in different phases of my life, but I think those three are just outstanding individuals that have really popped up lately for me. That's awesome. Yeah. What's the best piece of advice Lacey Lowry gave you? She's given me so much advice. I think it wouldn't be anything that she said. It would just be the examples that she Mm. set. And that is just to be a, a good person all around and that everybody matters like she gets tons of emails and messages and stuff and she responds to everybody because every I just and I mean that's something that I've had in my heart before this but just like it doesn't matter what you do who you are like everybody is just as important as everybody and you have got to remember that and I our careers are just different because you're getting more um, getting more kind of reaction from people mm. than maybe you would in a normal, in a different job. I mean, every job is normal. This is yeah. a normal job, but um, in a different career. So just you can kind of, there's that more opportunity to get a big head and kind of just be like, eh, whatever. But she very much is not that way. I just see her be good all around. Yeah. So... That's another powerful description you just said because it wasn't anything necessary that they said, but it's what they do. Yeah. Actions. Yes. You got a lot, a lot of powerful uh, s- 
solutions and statements in this podcast already. This is awesome. Oh, okay. I think I've been awful. <laughs> so, I, yes, they're, yeah, they really lead by example. So. Yeah. What are a couple yeah. questions you wish people would ask you, but no one ever asked? Oh, no, nothing. People are pretty good about asking me questions. Um, I guess, well, no, I can't think of anything. I don't know. Um, I feel like you asked all the questions. <laughs> when I, as I'm going through this, I just also think it's so important to take the time to do more for others. And mm-hmm. that is something that I feel like I've been kind of lacking on as we're sitting here, just like taking more time to volunteer and things like that. I just think that, um, we get so in a our own worlds mm. and where i mean we all have so much going on yeah. and there's so many ways though that you can help other people just by giving your time like for example we're going into christmas season everybody's going to be asking every nonprofit is going to be needing financial funding we sure. don't all have the money to do that but if you can give time and energy and that's something that i want to do yeah. better on as i'm sitting here <laughs> So. I think that's awesome. I think time and energy, yeah, spent <laughs> yeah. to nonprofits. And it can also just be with people. Yeah. Your people. Absolutely. Too. You're agree. right. Just pouring into people. Absolutely agree. So who would be three people you wish you could have coffee with and have a conversation? Oh, okay. Three people I wish. Man. I got to think on this. Probably my pastor at my church. I mm. go to Quail Springs Baptist. Okay. <laughs> that would be one. Well, I wish I could have coffee with my dad. Yeah. <laughs> Again, that would be the other. Yeah. Um, and also my grandpa. So mm. my grandpa lives up in South Dakota, and he was just... If you could hear his voice, he has the smoothest voice. Like, it is just adorable. I just want to record him every time I talk with him on the phone. It's just, like, nice. Mm -hmm. You know, just gives you the warm and fuzzies when you hear him. Um, And I call him a lot, but I wish that I could make a trip up there to go see him sooner rather than later because I, I love talking. He always makes me feel so good talking with him on the phone, but I'd love to spend time with him and i know i need to but it's just hard to get up sure there so <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah when was the last time you challenged yourself with something that you've never done before uh, this <laughs> <laughs> i've never been interviewed on a podcast this makes me really nervous really? i'm probably so i don't even want to see my armpits <laughs> they have to be so sweaty right now because i'm just flustered Wow, you don't seem flustered. Oh, okay. And you don't appear flustered. Oh, I am. But I'm glad you're nervous because I am usually the one always nervous. I ask Kyle this all the time. I do a nervous check. Hey, you nervous? You nervous? I'm nervous. Yeah, well, I'm (laughs) sure this one didn't make you nervous, but I am. Yeah, my armpits are very sweaty. That's how I know. Oh, man. Yeah, I would say doing this and then just with the I'm going back to the pregnancy. I'm sure yeah. your wife can attest to this or she will continue as she continues along. 
getting up and like being active and pushing mm-hmm. yourself physically that's always been really important to me and yeah. being as healthy as possible oh and that's if i go back to the mental health what i was trying to get at earlier that i don't think i said well at all was i say i'm not soft on it because what i've told like younger students and stuff is you are going to have bad days and i i don't know you personally i don't know what you may go through but you have got to find a way you have to figure out what is going to help you that is that is your responsibility so i say that i'm not soft in a way that i think we can take responsibility and find those things that are going to help us when we have those situations because like for college students i tell them if you want to do this if you want to be a reporter and you want to move to another state and be away from your family you're going to have a bad day it's inevitable and you're still going to have to go to work. Mm. So you have got to figure out what you can do when that happens to make yourself feel better. And so for me, it's like, I, I'm simple. So for me, if I work out, if I'm eating better, if I, I'm in a bad mood and I take a hot shower, things like that can, I know what helps me. But for someone else, it may be different. It may be needing to use a medication or something, talking to someone, talking to a therapist is always incredible. Mm-hmm. You, I'm just, I tell them, you've got to learn what it's going to be for you or else you're, you're going to struggle for a really long time. So the quicker you can figure that out, the better off you're going to be. So that's what I meant yeah. <laughs> earlier that I did a horrible <laughs> job explaining. So all good that's well done thank you way to think about that and come back with it way better (laughs) than saying i'm not soft so sorry everybody (laughs) if you were to write a book about yourself what would the title of that book be uh um the title of my book (laughs) hot mess mess. (laughs) probably (laughs) figuring it out okay but having fun i like it (laughs) yeah i like it what are you most proud of I'm proud. I've done things that I'm very proud of. Um, oh gosh, I don't know. That's hard. What are you most proud of? <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I, I'm proud of my parents. I, I'm proud of my parents that have raised me the way they did and pushed me the way they have done in their. Uh, years of leadership i always say leadership starts at home and so i'm, I'm most proud of my my parents and uh, my wife wow that's yeah. so good yeah. okay i'm proud of my most proud of my husband <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> he works sooner. really hard yeah i love it <laughs> <laughs> so, he's a great guy and he puts so up good. with me so i'm really proud of him that's for that. funny <laughs> that's awesome so how do you want to be remembered oh gosh just as so like i want like and as we continue and build our family i just want it to be an open home like especially for my kids and their friends like i want it to be the place where they know they can just come over anytime there's no closed door policy i want it to be where people feel safe and comfortable and that we just have that family connection and we do board games and stuff like that you know those I want those memories for my kids. So yeah. I, I guess now my 
all I care about is how my kids remember me. So that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Very good. So you, your kid, when he gets older, he's going to be able to watch this podcast. He's like, man, I knew my mom was awesome. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> she's a little crazy, but <laughs> she's awesome. Yeah. So for our listeners and our fan fans, how do they get in touch with you? Through Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, social media? Yes, I do all of the, all of the above. Not really Twitter. I don't really use Twitter mm. or Facebook. I, I use Facebook sometimes. I check it every day. I go on Facebook Marketplace and I go shopping. <laughs> but... Um, I would say Instagram, and I, I think my name is Jordan OKC is what I made it, and I think that's the same for TikTok, and those are the two that I use the most. We'll drop those handles in our show notes. Oh, why? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry. I feel like I was the worst podcast interview. But you think so? Yeah. Nah, I don't think so. What do you think, Kyle? She's really good. We've had worse. this is bad but we've seen worse no i like it no thank you so much for taking your time to come onto our show thank you we really appreciate it thank you doing what you do in the community thank you it was an honor so thank you so much absolutely keep us posted about the pregnancy when he's born and all that stuff i'm sure we'll see it on instagram yes i post everything on instagram pretty much so (laughs) you can know what i had for breakfast so, <laughs> hey, what did you have for breakfast today? Well, today I had well Parkins popcorn. Ah. Parkins came to the station and brought us some popcorn. Ah. So, Harkins Theater here. One of them, I don't know. So sometimes we'll have PR people that will come and bring us treats to the newsroom. That is one of the perks of it. So how do Colin and I get invites to these? I know breakfasts? you have to be there because it's just you never know. Yeah. Man, so, maybe I know. maybe you can pull some strings. I do have a big bag though. I'm willing to share. <laughs> it's a mega bag. It would be like forty bucks at the theater, probably. <laughs> like, I, you I know like, how expensive yeah. popcorn is. Yeah, it's a little overpriced. It's a little expensive to me, anyways. But I do it every time. Unfortunately, most of the time I do it too. And I'm an extra butter person, so. Are you? I mean, it's it's pretty sinking good. Yeah. Yeah. So. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. <laughs> thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, this is great. Whoop, whoop. Boomer Sooner. Go Pokes. All the above. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go Thunder. Uh. <laughs> I'm going to stand. I won't be seated. going to hold my head up high and stay undefeated. The funny moments. On this part Cause I'm American by the grace of my good God I'm American by the grace of my good God I'm American by the grace of my